Hello guys, welcome back to Through Our Eyes. I hope that you're all staying safe, staying healthy and being kind. Please do not forget that there is still a virus out there, so make sure that you take all of your precautions. I know that the situation got better in a few countries, such as Algeria, when it got worse in other countries, such as maybe Korea and France. So please be safe, especially now that we are back to school and not everyone is doing online schooling. So be safe. Today's subject is honestly a heavy one and it's quite surprising that we don't talk about it because it's something that women and sometimes men experience on a daily basis and that is sexism and sexual harassment. It is quite a touchy topic but I feel like it is my responsibility to talk about it because you know, now that I have some sort of an audience and that I can reach people, I feel like we need to talk about the light stuff, the happy stuff, the great stuff, but we also need to include all of the heavy and ugly and really, really bad stuff because that's just how life is. Life isn't all good and it isn't all bad. It's a mix of both and I want to implement this in my podcast as well. So, <laughs> to talk about this today, I have the amazing artist who made my artwork and that made it just so perfectly. She's also one of my high school friends, so please welcome Elena. Hi, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so happy to be a part of this and really proud of you for creating this podcast. Thank you so much. To be honest, uh, just to go back to the artwork because I had something in mind and what you did was even better than every than anything I could have ever imagined. So thank you for the artwork. True. Thank you. It makes me really happy to hear that. Really. <laughs> <laughs> and I truly feel like, you know, to talk about sexism and sexual harassment and the guilt that can affect the victims you are truly someone that I wanted to do this episode with because you have always been very vocal and very empowering about that. And malheureusement, it's not really something that we see very often because even though we experience it on almost a daily basis, we don't often speak up about this. And mm. we especially do not post about it on social media, but you have been constantly doing this and constantly empowering people, empowering me to just not feel guilty, know that this is not my fault and, you know, own it and make the perpetrator pay in a way. So thank you for that. Well, um, it makes me really um, honored to hear that. Uh, I'd like to just say that, uh, you know, it, two things first of all it wasn't always the case i wasn't always vocal about these things it took a long time for me to like realize that this was not normal and that the only way that we could change things you know is by being vocal about it and by posting and you know in a certain way annoying people around us about this because you know like you said it's so common and affects so many people and at the end of the day, if we, we do want to make a change, I definitely think that it's by talking about it. And I definitely think that, you know, it's just a win-win because talking about it helps the victim um, feel empowered and it also empowers us, like you've said. So really, I'm, I'm happy that if you feel empowered and if we can, you know, empower other people to talk about it or at least make, you know, victims 
feel like they're not alone because mm. there's nothing worse feeling that way. Yes, exactly. Before we start, I think it would be really interesting to just lay down some definitions to know exactly what we're dealing with. So, sure. Yeah, I'm going to start by giving the definition of sexism. Um, this is the definition of the UN Development Plan. Um, it says that sexism is a prejudice or discrimination based on a person's sex or gender. Sexism can affect anyone, but it primarily affects women and girls. It has been linked to stereotypes and gender roles and may include the belief that one sex or gender is superior to another. Now, to be honest, I do resonate with that definition a lot because <clears throat> because in the culture that I've been, that I grew up in, and the culture that I live in right now, so in Algeria, it's almost like sexism is embedded in people. It's mm-hmm. like part of them, you know? Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, I don't think it's embedded in one particular culture, because I definitely think that sexism is present everywhere. It's just that, you know, some cultures it's more prevalent and maybe it manifests itself differently than in others. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I know that, like, in Korea, there's a lot of pressure for women to, you know, like, present themselves in a certain way and they're ashamed if they're not pretty. Or in Asia, it's kind of, you know, if you're a woman and you prioritize your career instead of, know just your your just instead of like getting married and having children then you're considered kind of a waste like mm-hmm. and it's very it's prevalent but it's also prevalent in Europe it's prevalent in America it's really everywhere it just presents itself in different ways I think definitely you're absolutely right so now I want to also give some statistics um I just felt very bad when I first read them because it's honestly heartbreaking, uh, especially as a woman, to see that we, you know, are so limited in our lives. So mm. I want to give some statistics when it comes to sexism in the world. In low-income countries, for every hundred boys who continue their education after high school, only fifty-five girls do the same. On average, women around the world spend more than twice as many hours as men doing unpaid work. Hmm. The last one, gender discrimination is encoded into law in countries across the globe. These are just a few examples. 113 countries do not have laws to ensure equal pay for equal work among men and women. 104 countries make certain jobs off-limit for women. 39 countries have laws that mean that a daughter cannot inherit the same proportion of assets as a son. 36 countries limit what wives can inherit from their husbands. 29 countries restrict the hours women can work. 18 countries allow men to prohibit their wives from working. And 17 countries limit when and how women can travel outside the home. Let that say. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's, I don't know how to, I don't know what to say. Like, it's ridiculous when you think about women who make up m- like more than half the population of us. And yet so many countries are still, still consider women as less 
than equal to men. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, sorry, I'd just like to, to preface this uh, very quickly, but um, I guess this episode will be mostly centered f- like towards women, but obviously sexism does affect men mm-hmm. as well than women. And we don't really talk about this um, often, but um, I definitely think that we should highlight this as well. That just, just a little yeah, side note. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Would you like to go ahead and maybe define sexual harassment for us? Sure. So my definition comes from the CPS, which, uh, which uh, stands as the Prosecution Service. Mm-hmm. And sexual harassment is viewed as part of the sexual offences that can be committed. And uh, basically, sexual harassment is um, considered to be an unwanted behavior of a sexual nature, which either violates your dignity, makes you feel intimidated, degraded, or humiliated, and creates a hostile or offensive environment. So these kind of, this offense is different from sexual assault and rape. So under the, the law, rape is considered uh, as an offense if um, someone who has penis penetrates uh, someone's mouth, anus, or vagina without their consent. Whereas sexual um, assault is you know, unwanted sexual behavior, but it comes with a physical contact. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if you're on the tube and someone touches you inappropriately, then that would be deemed as sexual assault. However, if you're walking down the street and someone catcalls you or behaves inappropriately in the street without having that contact, then that's deemed as sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's it's important to to label these um, rights because often say something is this or something is that and the law has a very definition of each offense and i think it's definitely interesting to view these definitions because it also allows us like you said to view kind of the laws and maybe the the issues that aren't taken into account by the law Mm -hmm. now that you know i feel like after hearing all of these definitions i am just overwhelmed by how widespread it is like let's just talk about sexual harassment i cannot even think of a single day that i didn't go out that i didn't get sexually harassed not even a single day i can't think of any day you know is it really that prevalent it truly is last time just last sunday i went out with a friend um we haven't seen each other in like a few in the semester because she studied abroad for one semester. Mm. So we met up and, you know, we just were walking around town. And of course we were wearing our masks. <laughs> the funniest thing, it's not funny, but it was really interesting to see like the moment we removed our masks to drink. What up? Mm. It's almost like they had never seen a face before, you know, like right before mm. We were like, oh my God, this is weird. We didn't get catcalled. No one came up to us and said really mean things because that usually happens. Um, And we're like, wow, that's really weird. We removed our masks to drink water and they just like, bro, 
bro, we had things we shouldn't have had when we were drinking water. That's just, that's all I'm going to say. It's really bad. It's as if like the mask was kind of your protection now. It's, it's almost as if, you know, now women who wear masks, they're like, feel safer this way. But I, I guess it's not always the case because, you know, regardless, I've heard stories of women being harassed even though they wear masks or not. And I guess it kind of comes back to this idea that, you know, whatever you wear, whatever, like how much skin you display, someone's, if someone's going to behave in a shitty way towards you like that, then they're going to behave in a shitty way. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's, and that's just part of this whole kind of victim blaming, you know, like, oh, this person did this to me. Oh, but what were you wearing? Oh, yes. You should, have, you should have behaved in a different way. Or you, why didn't you do this? And why didn't you do that? And it's just when you hear this, when something like this happens to you and you hear that, I, I can't describe the, the feeling that, that you, you get. It's, it's just horrible it's really horrible because you're just like did you not care about what i've just told you and it's whatever like even if i should have done this or that that the end happened you know it's and it doesn't i i'm just so frustrated really frustrated when someone tells me oh but you should have done this or that it just oh it annoys me so much Sorry. Yes, honestly, yes. And just to go back to, you know, what you were wearing, that argument just doesn't make any sense. I, mm. I live right across from a college dorm for girls. And so we see them going and coming every day because the door, the, the main entrance of their dorm is right across from my house. I have seen girls who were dressed normally get, her, get harassed. I have seen girls who are wearing the hijab get harassed, and I have seen mm. you know, the the um, niqab, the entire thing that you yeah. wear, that covers your face, and it's all black, and you can't see any part of your body except your eyes. Even mm. girls got sexually harassed and even sometimes assaulted. So, the, I just when you see this, just means that the clothing doesn't isn't isn't truly really a factor. Because they don't care. It's almost like, oh, female, you're entitled to getting harassed. Exactly. It's this entitlement. And you've touched on something else when it comes to entitlement is really, I think that we don't teach guys enough that they're not entitled to certain things. They're not entitled to tell a woman how she should behave, how she should dress, the makeup that she should or not wear, they're not entitled as to their, whether they have hair or not. You know, it's, it's incredible to see that, you know, society tells um, guys that they're entitled to these things when really they're, they're not, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it, I think we really need to educate everyone on consent because it's definitely something that, I'm pretty sure it was glossed over the sexual education that I received in high school. Mm-hmm. And I wish I had received this education, you know, about me as a woman, how empowered I should be, how, you know, I should be comfortable 
with saying no, setting my boundaries and that no man should ever make me uncomfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. And that it's not my fault. If, a, if someone makes me uncomfortable, it's not my fault, you know? Yeah. But um, sadly, it's an education that we don't really get at school, I think, or we don't get enough. Yeah. And it's something that you learn throughout, you know, uh, as you grow up, you know, like self-love, the topic that you, you, you already covered. It's something that you learn, but it's unfortunate that you have to learn that often after something already traumatic or upsetting happened yes. to you. Do you know what I mean? Because throughout, you know, as a woman, as a girl, and a lot of girls have been sexually harassed when they were very young, mm-hmm. you know, like very like teenage kind of years, even before that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, like, since when do guys think it's okay? You know, yeah. like, what do you take out of this to make someone uncomfortable? And it's, it's really interesting to see that just like one little action or one comment or just one behavior, you know, it doesn't take a lot to say something mean to someone. It doesn't take a lot to, to act inappropriately. But the effect that that has on the person, on the victim, can be really life-changing. It can be very destructive, very traumatic. Mm-hmm. The things that, I, sorry, I'm talking a lot about myself here. But um, the things that I experienced and like a few while back or even very recently, I still think about these things, you know? I still think about what I should have done or what I shouldn't have done. I still think about, you know, why does this thing happen to me? And it still has an effect on me. Yeah. So this is why I, I'm, I'm so shocked at you know, this kind of attitude that you could just just do something like this and, you know, tarnish someone, you know, it's, I found it really interesting to see, you know, the effects of something that can seem very small from the perpetrator, how this can really affect someone's mental well-being and sometimes even physical well-being because, you know, you're, mental and physical well-being are linked yeah. and it's it's really sad to, to see and I think especially of how common it is I definitely think it's even more important that we talk about this as upsetting as it might may sound definitely and I feel like you know we also have a responsibility to actually speak up when we see it happening when mm. not a victim but we are a witness last time my yeah my brothers came uh, to visit. They came during the summer holidays. They went mm-hmm. out with my cousin who grew up here his entire life in Algeria. And, you know, as they were coming back home, there was this guy who was following this girl. And she was like, let me, let me go. Don't follow me. What are you doing? Like, no, get away from me. And the dude just kept on, like, being very persistent. And... Mm. Mom, give me your number. You're very pretty. I want to marry you. And, you know, I'm a very good catch and blah, blah, blee and blah, blah, blah. And the girl just kept on going like, no, get away from me. No. Mm. And he just 
became so persistent that she eventually just stopped talking and ignored him and sped up and he would speed up as well and follow her and so my brothers saw that saw that from from afar and they were like okay we need to go get we need we need to go help her you know we need to go i don't know just mm-hmm. fuck off man <laughs> let the girl alone yeah and the girl yeah. was like 25 20 something my brothers were barely 15 when they saw this and they were like we need to act so my cousin mm. was with them he's like two years older and he was like no you can't do that you cannot do that they were like why why can we not go help a girl who is being harassed right in front of us if we don't do anything that we are like accomplices we are helping him yeah you know mm. was like no because this is going to lead to problems because you know this dude he might get violent he might um afterwards come and get you come and look for you he might do mm. all these things and you don't want to get involved yeah and so it's so surprising to see that well when they came back home we had this entire debate of you know why should they not help why should they help why they should help and mm. he said that it actually happened to him once my cousin where a girl got sexually harassed in front of him and you know it was in the neighborhood so everyone knew everyone and he he stood up and he was like stop don't do this let her go you are you don't have the right to do that to the girl mm-hmm. and afterwards the guy remembered him and he came looking for him to go like oh but that's not your business that's none of your business you don't have the right to you know come and kind of like entre guillemets cock block me you know because I, I, I was working to get the girl and i almost got her and what you did like stop stopped it stopped the entire process all of my effort went down the drain and the dude became violent with him which is why my cousin was afraid of my brothers actually stepping up and talking because mm. he didn't want that to happen to them as well but it's so surprising how we become passive to it. Mm. Like we become afraid of talking about it and we become afraid of saying, what are you doing? Stop. Yeah, no, I I understand. I completely understand. And it's true that when, you know, people are passive, there is this aspect of, oh, are they passive because they're scared, which is understandable because you never know, you know, if someone's going to turn out violent or not. Mm-hmm. And then there's also this aspect of being passive where it's like, oh, it's none of my business, you know? Yeah. So it is difficult uh, to to know when to act and when. I definitely think um, it's important to educate people, especially on, you know, the circumstances and being safe in, in this situation. Mm-hmm. But I would in my personal opinion, I would still go for acting. Yeah. Because you have to think about the victim and there's a lot of the time, you know, guys, they try to pick on us because, you know, they think girls are vulnerable. They think they have this element of surprise um, and girls often cannot speak up you know they they either shut down or because they're surprised and they're fucked and they don't know what's happening and so they have this advantage and so but if someone if they're faced with someone that speaks up and says what the fuck are you doing sorry for the swear words um you know that they're gonna they're gonna be surprised as well and they're gonna ideally stop but it's true that we never know who we're dealing with 
Yes. And it's it's true that um, in these circumstances, I've I've chosen to speak up because I remember um, I was in this. I've already mentioned this story to you, I think, on our previous calls. But I was waiting for a friend at this train station. Mm-hmm. Um, this very busy area in London called Covent Garden. And it was, I think, about maybe eight, nine in the evening. And there were plenty of people around. And I was just waiting there, um, waiting for my friend to come. And uh, this guy came up to me and started talking to me. And although I was like, listen, I don't talk to strangers, you know, like, I was being I was feeling very uncomfortable and I was probably showing the guy that I was I didn't want to talk to him and whatever and but he just kept talking to me and whenever he'd stop he'd look at me with the very very weird eyes as if I was some kind of like meal or some kind of you know in a very inappropriate way and it made me so uncomfortable so thank god that nothing happened apart from just him talking to me mm-hmm. but you know, it was a busy place. It was filled with people and no one did anything. Mm-hmm. And I remember like feeling very annoyed and angry because angry at myself for not clearly telling the guy to like piss off, but also angry at like all these strangers that, you know, could have done something because it, mm-hmm. I definitely think that it helps someone, you know, like if someone annoys someone else and you're here to help, it definitely feels empowering because you make that person realize that they're not on their own and that what the other person is doing is indeed not normal. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, from, from that experience and others, um, I was, again, like first year of uni, last night, I, um, last night going out, I went to this club with my friends and I was doing, I was cute, right? And I was uh, leaning against a wall and my friends were behind me. And this man who was probably intoxicated, but that doesn't really matter anyways, uh, put himself between me and my friends and, um, you know, started to put his hand near my ass I could feel it, you know, like I could sense that he was going to grab my ass. Mm -hmm. And so I looked at him because I was so annoyed. I just wanted to have a good time. I was so (laughs) angry that this dude just thought that he could like sneak in and put his hand on my bum. I just looked at him and I used, you know, the, the, like my little... I tried to make my little voice a bit more like, you know, angry and everything. And I just told him to F off. I was like, who do you think you are? What do you think you're doing? F off. And you know what's crazy is although my friends were literally behind me, they didn't notice the accident happening. They didn't see anything. And then I turned towards my friends and I was like, did you not see what happened? And they were all so confused and they didn't know what happened. And then I, I said, this guy, right, has like tried to grope me. And then they were all like, oh, hoo, hoo, hoo. let me, let me, let me like punch him or whatever. And I just, it's, it's crazy how, 
you know, these things can happen super quickly. And sometimes people don't act because they just don't notice it. Yeah. You know, or, or they just, they're afraid to, or uh, a lot of, like, there's a lot of reasons why someone can not act. I, I would really want to push people to be more, you know, um, uh, outgoing and, and speak up about these things. It's really unfortunate that your cousin who did something onto him. It's, it's really unfortunate. Yeah. Though. It's actually a good, but, you know, yeah. it's a great reminder to just also be more conscious of what's happening around us. Because like you said, that happened to you and your friend didn't even notice. And, you know, if that happened when you mm. were together in a close-knit group, then imagine people who are by themselves. If we don't pay attention to what's happening, if we don't yeah. pay attention to, you know, if the people around us feel safe, then accidents like this may happen and, you know, we may not be able to act at all. That would be very unfortunate. Mm. There was actually this quite similar thing that happened to me and it's honestly really sad that I can relate to what you're saying that I have an experience of my own to share it with this along with this but mm -hmm. this happened in university so I was on campus when this happened. I had just mm -hmm. finished classes and I was waiting for a friend. We were supposed to meet up and you know just chill together. I decided to grab some lunch and wait for her in the park. So one thing that I really love about my university is that it's very green. So we have a lot of green space, like little parks where we can chill in between lessons and revise and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So I grabbed some lunch and just sat down against a tree. And I was on the phone yeah. with my dad. So I was talking to my dad and then I was speaking to my little sister as this happened. And my mm -hmm. little sister is like my treasure. She's the person I love the most on earth. So this happening while I was talking to her really made me put things into perspective and made me want to do something so that it wouldn't happen to her another day. Mm. And so I was on a video call with my sister when this old dude, like he doesn't even go to university. He was very old, like 40, almost 50. Um, he came up to me and he just sat down, right? Mm didn't he was like one meter away from me so I didn't do much just kept on talking talking and then he gestured I think he was mute because he wouldn't talk he gestured mm. and he asked for the time so I gave him the time and then he just kept on getting closer as I was on my call and closer, mm. and, closer and I had a bottle of water and he gestured if he he made a gesture almost to ask if he could borrow my water and I don't know I just don't give my water to strangers at to anyone in reality I just feel very weird drinking from the same bottle as someone else so I, I'm not really one to share yeah. my water and he asked for it and I was like no I'm sick like I cannot give it to you and he kept on getting closer mm. and closer um, until almost his legs could touch my leg because the, the tree I was sitting against um, was closed to just un bon. It was close to it and so he sat down there. And if he just reached out his legs, our legs would have touched. And 
Once I finished my call with my dad, he made another gesture for me to look at him. And at this point, I was just ignoring him because it was just getting very, mm. it's just very troublesome. You're on the phone with a family member. Yeah. Someone else is making gestures all the time and not letting you speak. It's just, you get It's annoyed. just rude as well. Exactly. So I was just really annoyed and uncomfortable. And I, I just started ignoring him because I feel like, in a way, that's what we're taught to do. If someone is bothering you, just ignore them and they will go away. Mm. He did not go away. <laughs> so what he did is that I stood up and I, you know, I just moved places. I walked around and he followed me. He followed me from place to place to place. And he wasn't even trying to do it. And he wasn't even like sneaking and trying to hide himself. No, he mm. was playing following me and not hiding it and owning it. <laughs> then I sat down, I, 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 you know, sped up a little bit and I thought I lost the dude. And so I sat down somewhere else and then I found him next to me and he just turned to me and asked for a blowjob in the middle of campus. So moi, well, I was not alone. I was not by myself and I was surrounded by other students and this dude just followed me around campus and sat down next to me and kept on bothering me and at the end asked for a blowjob in a very populated place. So as you mentioned earlier, usually when that happens, we don't really know how to act. So I was just frozen. I just froze mm. in my head. It was like, what did I do for him to think that he is entitled to ask me that? But I didn't do anything. And that shouldn't even have crossed my mind because I know that It's not like I had, you know, a card saying free blowjobs or whatever. Like, no. Mm. There was nothing in my behavior suggesting that I would do that to anyone, to be honest. And I just felt like, oh, no, what? You know, like, it's just that kind of shock where you're frozen and you don't know what to do. You don't know how to act. Yeah. You, don't, you just don't know. You're so lost. And that was mm. the first time. It happened to me so explicitly because usually it's more of like, you know, just slow words and someone catcalling you, but never really someone coming up to you and saying that, you know? Yeah. And mm. I found this like group of friends. It was one girl and two boys who were close to me. So I just, I stood up and I went up to them and I was like, this dude has been following me for the past half hour and he just asked me for a blowjob and get him away from me and the two dudes were like oh but we can't do anything we can't help you <laughs> why yeah and they were like oh we can't do anything just go look for the security agent or oh, but we we can you know we can keep an eye on him so that he doesn't move but we can't help you and i was like what <laughs> what um so I managed to lose him again and to just run away from the entire situation. I didn't go get an agent at first, but then mm. a few minutes passed by and I was like, okay, but where did he go? Did he just stop because I said no? And I went back and he had moved on to another girl who was also sitting by herself. And he was doing the same things that he had done to me half an hour before. He was also asking for the time and asking for a bottle of water. It was during the summer when that happened. Like, yeah. So it was very hot and everyone had water with them. And I could see that this girl just, 
she ignored him. She was being nice to him. She was actually talking to him and everything, but she looked very uncomfortable and she she didn't look like, like the kind of person who would stand up for themselves. You know, like she was yeah. passive in a way. And so I, f- I saw the group of friends again and I was like, okay, you said you would keep an eye on it? Keep an eye on him. And I mm. went for a security agent. So the girl came, mm. the girl was so mad when she heard this. She was so mad at her two friends when they were like, oh, we can't do anything. She was like, what? No, you got to do something. You got to help her. And so this girl came with me and we went looking for a security agent. We found mm. the that I was looking for halfway there. So she just came along. We found the first security agent who was like, oh, I can't really do anything about it. I can't really leave this place. I need to keep like guarding here, blah, blah, blah. Go look for someone else. So passive. So like whatever. And so we went and looked for another agent who was kinder. And he was like, no, who is it? Show it to me. He has no right to do that. So we, mm. we found the guy. The two guys had been like guarding him. He tried to leave when he saw the agents, but each one of them just kept a hold of him so that he wouldn't move. And we took him to the campus police. On the way yeah. to the campus police, people just kept on turning around. They were so surprised to see a man being dragged by the security agents and two, three girls proudly walking behind him. Like, we're going to, you know, we're going to destroy him, literally. And just to go back to, you know, that mentality of passiveness and, oh, whatever, it's okay. And incorporating the gold on the, do- on, the, on, the, on the female and on the girl. When we got there, the main, like, the, the police in chief, in a way, he, he, uh, he, like, he sat me down and he asked me what had happened. And he wasn't going to do anything about it. I had to mm. request to write a report, like an official report. I was like, he was like, no, me, you know, it's not worth it. And we're just going to get him out of campus. And he, he's not going to do that again. I was like, no, but if, he, if it had stopped at me, then maybe, okay. Maybe he just had his eyes specifically on me. And even though it is very scary, it is almost better than him doing that to every other girl that was by themselves and that he mm. thought would be vulnerable and end up giving them giving him a blowjob all he he traumatized girls for a blowjob that just doesn't that, that's just makes me very mad makes me very very mad it's very it, you're so you're very right to feel this way i mean it's definitely very frustrating to experience these things and be taken seriously and then again i think it's it's all a matter of education because even if i do experience sexual they don't experience it as often as women do and that's just not me saying it like there are statistics of these things and so this educate i definitely like talking about it and educating people sexual assault and sexual harassment it just it's so important once more and people again it's so sad that they're not taking it seriously and I mean even even if it had just been you you know even if he hadn't bothered these other girls it doesn't make it any less important to report it it doesn't make it any less bad regardless like someone who behaved inappropriately has behaved inappropriately and has to be taken seriously and be judged 
like accordingly and punished accordingly. Do you know what I mean? And it's 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 really annoying to hear that that person, you know, that campus security agent and like, the the chief, um, the head of the campus security told you that you know, oh, but uh, it's not worth it. And if what what the hell do you mean it's not worth it? Yeah. Like, do you hear yourself? Speak? Like, do you do you hear like? Okay, so my new my new method of dealing of coping is like taking things in like the kind of funny way. I don't know. It's and it, do, you, do you just not hear how like stupid you sound when you say it's not worth it? Like, I you know what the best huh? part is. The best part of the entire thing was that he was like, "I have a daughter and she's your age," and honestly. Like, I'm so proud of you for stepping up and for bringing him to us. And we will take all of the precautions necessary for him not to do that again. But it's not worth writing a, a report. Mm. About. Like, you don't need to write something official. And you don't need to take him to the real police. Because I was actually going to take him to the real police. And, you know, mm. the charges. And you're like, you know, like, no. And I'm really proud of you for stepping up. But that's not really worth it. And I was like, give me a fucking piece of paper. I'm writing that report. And the thing is that yeah. when you write something official, you can then keep them accountable. If I see this, if I see this man again on campus, I can go to them and go like, what did you do about it? I wrote it. I wrote a report. I have a copy of it. You have a copy of it. The head of the university, of the security in the entire university has a copy of it. What did you do? And it's really, it's really important to keep them accountable of that because they were just going to, you know, yeah. come out of campus and move on with their lives. And nothing happened. I went home traumatized that day. I had an exam right after that happened and I just could not focus on my exam. When I went home and my dad called again just to check up on me, I couldn't even talk to him because this happened while I was on the phone with him. And I know that he's, you know, he's a continent away. He's so far yeah. away from me and he would feel devastated knowing that something like this happened to me while he was on the phone with me. And I just couldn't speak up about it, even at home with my grandma yeah. and grandparents. I just, I felt like I had to, you know, bear it all alone and... I felt guilty almost of what happened, mm. you know? And yeah. the most frustrated thing and the thing that just almost made me lose my mind is that for him, he's not really regarding us as human beings that he has affected and that he has negatively affected and traumatized. It was mm. just, you know, it was all about getting a blowjob. So he moved on from girl to girl to girl to girl unless until he would get one that would finally say yes. So for him, it wasn't even like he wasn't even considering the human aspect of it. He was just looking for a blowjob. That just makes me so mad because how dare you affect so many people and traumatize so many girls and make them question themselves and feel so bad. Yeah. That is not worth it. That is not worth it. Definitely not. No, it's... It's again this whole idea of entitlement. Just like when with the story of your your cousin is, I'm entitled to a woman's body. I'm entitled to blowjobs. I'm entitled to having sex with this girl, regardless the means. And even if she says no, you know, like it's this whole like consent idea again. This lack of education and understanding. And, you know, when you talk to me about when you've mentioned that story of, of you getting annoyed by this, this guy, 
who asked you for a blowjob, I noticed that the first instinct I had was, you know, thinking, oh my God, it's my fault. And it's this aspect of, again, like when you're a victim, the first thing that you feel is often guilt because you don't, like, first off, some people start off by being completely confused by what's happened. They being like in disbelief because they're like, oh my God, does this actually happen to me? And then the reality hits and then you're like, oh my God, why did I not do this? Why did I, why did I let this happen to me? And then you start feeling upset and then you start feeling angry and then you hopefully move to the point where you accept that this happened to you Mm. and you're revolted and you just want to speak about these things because Mm. you don't want anybody else to experience these things as well. And yeah, it's, it's really that kind of process. And when you're met with people who don't believe you or who participate in that kind of victim blaming attitude then it just reinforces feelings of guilt and just feeling horrible about yourself which is definitely not the way to go around you know when when something like that happened to you you know it's it's just not how to deal with things and we again we need to teach people how to react when someone comes up to them and tells tells them oh i've been sexually harassed like I remember this this time where someone grabbed my bum like in on the tube, right? And I was on my way to school and I went through that whole process, this disbelief, this then sadness. I was in my I was in class when I just started crying because I'd realized what had happened to me, you know? And then I went to see like the the nurse, you know, on on, on my high school grounds. And I talked to her and everything. And before that, I also talked to my friends about it. Mm-hmm. And my friends are mostly guys in my, in my high school. Mm-hmm. And I could remember that they didn't react in any way. I told them what had happened and they just didn't say anything. And I remember feeling very upset because I, I wanted them to, to show me some empathy. I wanted them to act in a certain way. And then later on I realized that they just didn't know how to behave because they weren't they hadn't faced any of these things before and I think they were definitely upset because they are my friends so I'm sure they were upset but it's just interesting to see that you know they they just didn't know what to do yeah about it Mm -hmm. it is true that you know as we mentioned in the intro it is something that happens every Day and almost on a daily basis, it, it's almost mm. part of going out. It becomes a habit of having to, you know, ignore catcalls and ignore all of these dudes who come up, all of these dudes who come up to you feeling entitled to whatever. For women, mm. it becomes a habit, but for men, it is also really important to mention that not all men are like this, and not all women or like this, like what we're talking about is something that happened to us. It is something that happens to most women, but not all women. And it's also something that happens to men. So let's not generalize. Of course. Yeah, definitely. It's, it is something that happens to guys. And I think it's definitely something that is, you know, almost as a society, we're used to women being harassed. So when a yeah. guy is harassed, 
then it is very difficult for that person to speak up because maybe the backlash is worse. It's linked because there's this their masculinity. Huh? It's yeah, exactly masculinity, and like usually people are like, oh, but boys rape girls. If we talk about rape in this specific case, not like, yeah, what girls rape boys and boys harass girls and assault them, not the other way around. And mm. that happens to a boy. Like if we as girls, when this happens to most of us, feel not don't feel very empowered to speak up about it, then what about boys? You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It must be so difficult for, for guys. And yeah, I hope that, you know, we, we just create at the end of, of the day. There are so many like safe spaces that need to be created where you know individuals who have been through these experiences can feel safe to talk about these things and you know empower empower each other you know and definitely i ideally try to go see a therapist it can definitely help with the the mental you know impact that that kind of events can have but i'm aware that a lot of people might not have the means to go see someone like this so yeah yeah it's it's definitely talking 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 to your friends talking to people that you trust is i think something that helps a lot but you need to be careful to whom you talk about these things to because like I said, there's a lot of people who don't know how to digest that kind of information. They don't know how to receive it. And sometimes, you know, it's not just about, oh, I don't know how to receive this information. It's, again, with the victim blaming. So you need to be very careful. Yes, definitely. And, you know, I think this, this entire thing is all... It's making me rethink, personally, making me rethink the, um, the effect of the society that we live in how we are conditioned to react to certain things. Mm. Also making me feel more aware and more conscious on, of my individual responsibility on how, you know, instead of always going like, people didn't do this and people didn't do that, I want to, if that ever happens next, again, next to me, and I know that it will, and I know that I will once again witness all of these things happening, I want to mm. feel strength to stand up and go like go away don't do that because yeah you know i feel like if all of us were slightly more aware of everything that is happened that ha- that happens around us and if all of us were slightly more reactive to everything then most of mm. it wouldn't happen because people would know that there is going to be you know, there is going to be a social reaction and people are going to react. For example, if you grope this girl on the tube, the people around you are going to go like, what did you do? Why did you do that? Why? And there's going to be consequences to their actions. But the fact that we're always so silent and always so passive about this makes it almost like they get away with it and no one is going to come and, you know, confront them about it. But why did you do that? How dare you? Mm-hmm. Because most of the time, it's yeah. that one of my friends mentioned, she is the kind of person that does not, does absolutely not put up with it. Like, if a guy comes up to her, and 
doesn't even come up to her. If he catcalls her from afar, she would just stop and look at him and glare at him and go like, what did you just say? Why did you just say that? And she's a very, she's very small and very little, but she's very imposing. Like she, mm. ha- she has presence. And that little mm. spell would scare them off because most of the time, you know, boys just don't, not boys, people who harass other people don't really see the consequences of what they do and there's no one to really help hold them accountable and so when we do yeah and when we do something most of the time they don't really expect it you know in some cases yes we may exactly it's going to be violent and someone who may react very harshly but in other cases and in most cases they are just trying it out like i had i have one of my friends someone that i no, I, I wouldn't say he's one of my friends, but he's someone that I actually know. And once he said, oh, I have this friend who has a very nice car. And so sometimes we just drive around and try to pick up girls. And you know, mm. have you seen these entire like gold digger kind of like pranks on YouTube? Yeah, kind yeah. of. They, they kind of like try to do something similar. And I was like, why? Is that, is that a game to you? Just driving around and saying very insulting commentaries to girls who are walking. Is that a game to you? That affects them. That stays in their mind. When you're walking and you hear all of these comments that people are throwing at you just about the way you look, about how you're dressed, about what you should do to them, about how good you may be in bed or not. And you're just walking. You're going from place A to place B and receiving all of these unsolicited comments affects you. At the mm. end of the day, it drains you and it is very tiring. And I was like, is that a game for you? How dare you? How, 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 how do you even feel entitled to do that to someone? If that happened to you, I don't know, to a girl that you actually knew, you would feel very mad and very pissed and you would go like, oh, mm. I'm going to go punch him. But you do that to girls? Sorry, what? Yeah, it's... Again, it's you need to realize the issue there, mate. Like, you can't just have that kind of behavior. It's, uh, it's, yeah. I I can't describe how angry I'd feel if I heard one of my friends say that. Say that they just like drive around and they throw these kinds of comments. I think I'd be really, really angry because, again, it, it just shows how they just aren't informed they just don't realize the shit that girls put up with every single day mm-hmm. they don't they don't realize the 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 importance of of their actions and how a little comment can really affect someone and this is why we need to talk about it this is why and like i i completely acknowledge how difficult it is but if you manage to find the strength to speak up about it, go ahead. Like you, this girl that you've mentioned who is little, but she still managed to be imposing and scare people off. Mm-hmm. She needs to keep on going and she needs, and other people needs to start to speak up about it because, you know, it's hard because we're in a society that doesn't um, help victims very much, yeah. if at all. You know, we're, we're still a lot, still a lot of victim shaming, and it's all very difficult for victims to speak up. But if they manage to, you know, have this this um, this courage, 
to to say something then slowly but surely things will change you know definitely Um, i really hope that things will change definitely yeah there's actually well i feel like in the past few years we have been shedding more light on this entire thing of like you know sexism and sexual harassment sexual assault even rape Mm. speaking up more about it even though we are not speaking up enough about it but we're getting there and yeah it's positive like it is we are seeing more growth like for example i just last week i watched an old movie like from the beginning like from 20 years ago and it's crazy saying that 20 years ago was the year 2000 like it feels five years ago <laughs> we're so old but um, I watched the movie from then and I was just so shocked at all of the stereotypes and how they portrayed women Mm. you know you'll kind of you need a man and he's very handsome and he has a great job and even though he does say a lot of insulting comments and very sexist comments he's cute so you just go with it you know and I couldn't put up with that movie. Most movies from that time are, are like this, but when we look at movies from nowadays, most of them just don't portray it in such a harmful way. Because mm. now that we take a step back and we are from a different generations, we can notice the things that had to be changed. Like when we watch the movie from 20, 30, 40 years ago, we can see like, oh, that was acceptable back then, but it is not nowadays. So we can see the rest. But I think it's also really important for us to, as you said, educate ourselves and be conscious and Mm. try to really impact our environment in a positive way so that at the end of the day, people feel safe to speak up and people feel safe to come up to you when they have just experienced sexual harassment. And like I did with the two boys, like get him away from me and, Maybe in another world, the dude wouldn't have even done it because he would have, he would have known that that would have affected us really badly. And that is something that sticks with. That happened over one year ago, but I still remember it so vividly. Mm, there are yeah. other instances that I didn't talk about, but I still, that I still remember so vividly. And these kind of things truly mark you and they stay with you. And... If we, as individuals, work towards being more well-informed, towards being more conscious, and keeping other keeping others accountable, then maybe it won't be the same for our kids, for my for my baby sister, because I would absolutely yeah. die if something like this happened to her, because it would it would break me in ha- it would break me apart to see mm. my baby sister going through something similar and even though for our generations, you know, it's never too late, but maybe for our generation, it may take more time to really turn things around. It's very, very mm. important to educate the little ones, to educate our siblings, every child that we have around us, to educate our friends, everyone, so that this doesn't keep on happening and we can break this vicious circle. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, we have a lot, of work to do but i have a lot of hope for like the next generations and you know keep on educating them and 
I even if it's something we like you said we need to impact our environment and whether that's just you know stepping in if someone if someone feels very uncomfortable or just listening to someone telling a story you know sometimes you don't even have to say anything you just listen to them and let them know that you're here for them you know or it can be something as like create like a piece of art or create like movie or documentary or song you know like I it's it's funny that you mentioned you know your little sister because my my sister actually she's uh she's starting to be a bit like a feminist just like me um <laughs> and to be precise feminist as in like equality between men and women don't get it twisted okay uh and she i remember having these conversations uh at the uh, family dinner table and my parents you know talking about you know how you dress can have an impact on how people treat you and you know again sexual harassment and you know we're not wearing shorts when you're you're out and about and you know I didn't even have to say anything my sister was just there being like listen if I want to wear shorts then just let me be you know and I, <laughs> I was just like in my head I am so proud of you I've done such a good job with you like yes yeah. <laughs> and yeah it makes me really happy to see like you know these, these kids are getting you know they're conscious earlier on you know that they they're more aware of these uh issues thanks to social media and everything and when you talked about you know movies it in um I, it made me think about you know culture and rape culture and social media culture you know social media can be great so like being formed of certain issues but it can also be used in a very toxic way and I, I remember, you know, being on Instagram or like Facebook and everything and looking at meme accounts, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, seeing people saying, oh, uh, fellas, if your girl wears this, uh, how would you react? You know, like, would you let your girl go out in this kind of like clothing and seeing like on the co- in the comments section, some people being like, oh, I would never let her. And you know, again, this entitlement. And you've got a few people being like, oh, I wouldn't say anything to her because she's allowed to wear whatever she wants. And so th- this kind of brings me hope, you know. But um, you still have a lot of, you know, meme accounts are just like one example. But you s- definitely, in our culture, there's still a lot of sexism and a lot of uh, male entitlement, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, you know, to, to open your eyes and see where it is because once you notice it, you really forget about it. Do you know what I mean? Yes, definitely. So, yeah, I, it's important to, to stay conscious, educate yourself, educate future generation, and just be a nice and compassionate human being, really. Please be decent. Be a decent human being. Exactly. You need to be like, someone that you would like to be around. Like, that's just what I keep in mind every time I try to do something for others. It's just, if that happened to me, would I appreciate it? Would I be thankful for it? And I would be very thankful if someone stood up every time I would get sexually harassed. I would be extremely thankful. Yeah. <laughs> and also, last but not least, if a friend comes up to you and opens up about this, 
please believe them. It's very important to just, as you mentioned, Elena, to be present, to believe them, to listen, to make them feel supported and to even maybe give them the chance to report it maybe or talk about yeah. an adult if you're underage or just do something about it. Be there for them. Do not discredit them. And yeah, support your friends, support others, support strangers that you see on the street that are going through this. I, I, I'm so sure and I'm just very, very sure that if all of us just were slightly more aware of everything that was happening around us, then this would stop. Mm. It wouldn't happen as much. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's again as well about education, about teaching guys and girls about consent, what it is, what it's not, and repeating that kind of information because even at university you still people still talk about consent and i've met a lot of people who still don't know what consent is and they're grown adults and we also need to empower women and teach them you know self-love uh, the importance of boundaries and you know ensure that they are confident enough to say no you know yes no and for boys to understand what no is and respect it and like you said it's really important to support people who have been victims of of uh, these uh, horrific events and believe them. and I would I would suggest sometimes you know when you're a victim you're you know you're with disbelief you don't really know what to do and sometimes it takes someone else to say you know I'm going to take you to the police station and we are going to report this mm-hmm. I've got two really good um, uh, TV shows or series, I guess the term is, uh, that I would recommend. It's um, I May Destroy You, which is on BBC iPlayer. I don't know if a lot of people can have access to it, but if you can, go watch it because it's an amazing series about you know sexual assault and how a victim deals with it. And I would also recommend watching Sex Education, which I believe is on Netflix. And season two, I don't know if you've watched it, Maram. I have. But there's I so didn't watch it. You didn't watch it? No, not yet. Well, I won't spoil anything really, but there's basically uh, the theme of sexual assault that is um, mentioned, and you see this whole like process of say, dealing with it and going to the police and reporting. It's a lot more, uh, it's not as in depth as I May Destroy You, but it's still. You can still see it, and I, I, when I've watched these scenes, I've felt very, um, very uh, hopeful, and it, it definitely struck something within me when I, when I watched these scenes. So yeah, I would definitely recommend these series. Go watch them. You have time now. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing this and that. I think it's really important to be, you know, to be exposed to resources and to be exposed to art and media that raises awareness mm. instead of just, you know, pulling it under the rug. Yeah, it's important. Uh, culture can definitely help uh, when it comes to society. And same on social media, there's plenty of accounts that you can follow. Uh, One of like, them being feminist. Just yeah, being feminist. <laughs> There are uh, honestly a lot. You'll find a lot, a lot of accounts. Go follow them. Yeah, it's just part of your education. I mean, Mm -hmm. definitely. 
So yeah, thank you so much for uh, for letting me uh, ramble about about this. <laughs> thank you for coming and for being such a good listener and for always amplifying other people's voices. I really, really admire that about you. Cheers. I hope I also other people will be empowered, not just by me but others. Mm -hmm. I guess. Definitely. Thank you so much, Elena. Thank you so much for having me. So guys, that was it. I hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode, even though it was quite hard to talk about. I'm sure it was quite hard to listen to. I'm also sure that a lot of people are going to relate to that. And that infuriates me, but it also gives me hope that maybe if each one of us changed their individual behavior, we could maybe change the world. Might be a bit too optimistic, but we can do this. Um, thank you listening to this episode i will link helena's art account in the description so that you can go follow her she makes the best cutest artwork and i love it so much <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to this episode stay safe stay healthy stay kind and until next time